This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea, it's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. Back. Uh, as we talked about late in the show, uh, Matt Bevan is the new governor of the state of Kentucky. Yes. Um, psyched about that. I actually am really awesome, psyched about it. Awesome candidate. Uh, really good guy. Uh, I think he's going to be a tremendous governor for the state of Kentucky. And now Kentucky doesn't have to be, as, as you heard us sing, Kentucky doesn't have to be dead to us. <laughs> they d- they're not dead to us now. That's nice of them. Yeah. Uh, we had killed them off. Yes, we had. Uh, and Last now, time he lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, think about the, the, the rise of this guy. I mean, I'm sorry. My shirt's all like. Oh, you can't have your shirt all like. Well, they put all these microphones you on you. Know, like. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I, we obviously know you don't look at the show to, to have attractive people. We get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, look at this thing over here. You know? We get it. <laughs> we get that you do not come here for attractive people. We should at least try to dress ourselves properly occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the issue with think about the, this rise of Matt Bevin. Here's a guy that nobody knows, and he's a you know he's uh, a businessman. Kind of comes out of nowhere to challenge uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, seems to be really conservative and a, and a good communicator. And you know I think absolutely should have beaten. Mitch McConnell, but, no uh, you know, Kentucky decided no for whatever reason. Uh, and it looked like that might have been it, or maybe he'd come doing another race, another Senate race down the road. No one knew. Um, he didn't seem to be particularly interested in running for anything else when we've talked to him. And then about two hours before the filing deadline, Matt Bevin jumps, jumps into in. the governor's race. Mm-hmm. I, I remember reading the story the next day, and we were like, did Matt is Matt Bevin running for governor of Kentucky? Like, yeah. he had no idea. Yeah. Uh, he gets into this race. He is the third favorite in the primary. In the primary. Not even the, the second Republican guy. Republican primary. But the third guy yeah. in the primary. Yeah. He goes and wins the primary. Nobody thought he was going to be able to Nobody win Nobody thought it. Uh, he wins the primary, defeats two establishment candidates, and wins by 83 votes. And you're thinking, uh, wow, this is amazing. But the media didn't treat it that way. The media says, wait a minute, this guy won by 83 votes. He's a crazy conservative. He's always talking about, he's way too conservative for Kentucky. 
And here's the Tea Party going to come in, swipe away a, 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 um, a primary in a winnable race, and then go into the general and lose to a Democrat. We heard it for months that this was going to happen. In fact, the late polls showed that it was a very tight race. Some of them even showed the Democrat was ahead, Conway. Uh, and uh, Matt Bevan came on our show and said, you know what? i got to be honest with you. I think, uh, you know, when these people who are undecided are going to break towards the conservative. And uh, we're going to win this thing by seven or eight points. Uh, he won by nine. <laughs> so great. So great. I mean, this is a, awesome. as Pat has said, pretty much his favorite candidate that we've Ever. had on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that includes Ted Cruz. I, I mean, it's, it's close. But I, I think Bevin is a better communicator than Ted is. And, uh, and he, he's just a fantastic guy and a fantastic candidate. And he's uh, a self-funding investment manager. No, that nobody had ever heard of until what two years ago when he ran against Mitch McConnell. Nobody knew who the guy was. He's he's not a a career politician. He's a career businessman. He's a family man. He's a he's a guy with really good principles and really good values. And he you know deserves this is just the kind of guy we need to run for elections in America. And we're always saying where is the next whoever would have been perfect for Washington. Would have been perfect. He would, he would have been so great as senator to get rid of Mitch McConnell. Uh, uh, that guy is a waste of skin. Uh, but, you know, Kentucky went a different way. And to, Inconceivably. Uh, to McConnell's credit, uh, you know, and I don't like to do this oh uh, very often, but to McConnell's credit, um, even though he had a brutal fight with, uh, with Bevin in the primary, he did uh, come out and, and do at least a cursory... Uh, he did robocalls for Bevin. Did he? He did some. Uh, the, the RNC did direct some money it to the Bevin the race end, right? late. None yeah, the I mean they, yeah, they did late. not. It looked like they were going to give up on him. Yeah. Um, and they did give him some money late. I mean, I don't. You know, whether that made the difference, I think he would have won anyway. But still, it's good to see that they were, uh, you know, stepping to the plate late. Um, and uh, McConnell uh, as well, uh, Rand Paul as well, both stepped up mm-hmm. and and did uh, some uh, stuff for, for Matt. And now you've got probably one of the best conservative governors in the country in your state. That's your reward. Everyone says, hey, you know what? Oh, you can't have these, these conservative challengers that are so bad. And you know what? Now you've got, like, all this talk about losing winnable races. You could have had um, Mike Castle in Delaware. And, and you said you went with, uh, what's her face, O'Donnell. Christine O'Donnell, remember her? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't have that happen. Well, you know what? You know, Christine O'Donnell didn't wind up being a great candidate. Um, but uh, you know, Matt Bevin is a good candidate, and he showed it here. He he won against a guy who was the state's attorney general, right? Conway's the state's attorney general. Not an easy race. He was well-funded. They were outspent two to one. Republican in Kentucky outspent two to one, and still Bevin wins by nine points. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and uh, something I didn't know until recently is that Kentucky has had a Democrat governor uh, yeah. every time but once in the last 40 years. <clears throat> so for four decades, uh, they've only had Democrats. Bevin's just the second Republican to occupy that office. So it's, Again, it's, he's not, it's not a shoe in for the Republican to win. And sh- this shuts down the stupid arguments about the Tea Party. 
So you've mm. had 40 years establishment to get somebody in there. Yeah. Finally, a Tea Party guy gets the opportunity, and he wins. A guy who doesn't back down off of his values, a guy who actually has principles that are consistent with the Constitution, a guy who cares about our founding fathers and what they believed about what this vision, the vision of this country was supposed to be, a guy who is a real conservative. This guy, out of 40 years, is the guy that actually wins. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great to see. Yeah. Uh, in Kentucky, when, when he lost to McConnell, so one of the things he had to overcome was the McConnell people labeled him as an East Coast con man and a supporter of cockfighting. Remember that thing? Yeah. He spoke at a place where cockfighting had occurred or something? No, it was being promoted, I think. I don't even think it occurred. It was, it was, it was being was, promoted. People were saying they wanted to make it legal at the same conference he spoke That's at. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Not even, <laughs> he didn't say he wanted it to be legal, but someone at the conference he spoke at said they wanted it to be so legal. So they painted him as a, as a cockfighting champion. Yes. I mean, just so ridiculous. Weak. Yeah. But it stuck. I mean, it helped McConnell win that race by 25 points. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he had to overcome all that, and he did. So congratulations to Matt Bevin. Hopefully on radio tomorrow we'll, <clears throat> we'll get him on. I mean, uh, things are, I'm sure, pretty crazy at his campaign uh, headquarters today, and he's probably celebrating his family. And so we'll give him a day to enjoy that. And then we expect him on the air tomorrow. Yeah, I can't. That would be great. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, I, you know, he's been uh, very gracious to us and, and, and said how many times this audience has helped uh, put him over the top. And, and look, this guy, as he will admit to you, came from nowhere politically. And mm -hmm. he's now going to run a state. Yeah. By the way, I thought you'd find this interesting, Pat. Since the Obamacare passing, Democrats have lost 13 governorships, 14 Senate seats, and 70 House seats. But it's the Tea Party that's the problem. Jeez, man. That's a real 70 funny. House seats, 14 <clears throat> Senate seats, 13 governorships. That's a great stat. Somebody's got to talk about that. Yes. And get that out. I mean, get that out nationally. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Obamacare is not popular. <laughs> it's not. It's it not working. It's not well popular. Enough. Yeah, it, it hasn't, hasn't been, been explained, explained well enough. That's, that's the only is. problem. You're right, yeah, Sophie. It just hasn't. No. At some point, they're going to come up with a magical phrase that makes everyone understand their brilliance. But until then, mm -hmm. it sucks. <laughs> no, they just haven't explained it well enough. Right, but I'm saying the uh, misleading Republicans <clears throat> have made people believe it sucks. Yeah. Yes, well, right. the misleading, the right. lying. lying. Thank you. The lying. Thank you. I was not strong enough on that. The Again, lying, I didn't communicate that right. Lying Republican liars who lie. Who lie. Made that uh, brilliant program look bad. And it's, it's despicable is what it is. We just haven't explained it. You know, that's the thing. Nobody's talked about it. Nobody's, <laughs> no one has talked about that program. So most people don't even know it exists. No, no. I mean, it's almost invisible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, sure, so it's, it's pulling a couple trillion dollars out of your pockets. But no one even notices yeah. that. And sure, we've we've wasted wasted almost every minute of the last seven years on talking about the program, but they still haven't talked about it enough. Uh, all right, one year before the uh, general election <clears throat> in twenty sixteen, Hillary Clinton and ben, ben Carson are tied in a hypothetical matchup, but Clinton supposedly leads three other major Republicans. Uh, she's ahead of Trump by eight, fifty forty two. Leads Jeb Bush by four, 47-43. Jeb Bush is not going to be the nominee. And she holds the advantage over Rubio, 47-44. Uh, Carson leads Clinton by 13 points among independents. Well, if that's the case, he, he would win the race. 
Yeah. I mean, was you know. it, what, what, I think it was a was it a tie? Um, Carson's uh, yeah, killer error yeah. tied. I think I saw that. Yeah. Yes, but um, but if he beats her by thirteen in the general election with independents, he probably, wins. Yeah, probably will win. He wins. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it, you know, I've definitely noticed the the attacks are being heightened against Ben Carson. Mm-hmm. He, you know, this whole thing about well, he's not a he's not a establishment politician. He's not used to these races. He's going to be tested in the next couple months to see if he can. And this is great because this is what a primary is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Let's see if he can. Like, he's having this issue where he came out uh, and said something about how he wanted to get rid of Medicare and replace it with um, these savings accounts that the government would essentially put money into. So, like, you get uh, money. Everyone, everyone in your family gets, I can't remember what the number was. It was a, couple, a few thousand dollars a year throughout your life put into an account that you can essentially spend on medical insurance um, at any point. And you can transfer to other people in your family. So, like, if you, if you have a catastrophic event with your wife, you can take your funds and push them over to your wife or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's a, kind of an interesting idea. It needs to be fleshed out a, a bit more. Um, he, he, and Carson himself says he's <clears throat> still working on all the details on it. Um, but uh, the, now the attack is he wants to get rid of Medicare. Now, Donald Trump, of course, is the person attacking him on this, um, and you'd expect a guy like Donald Trump to defend the biggest source of mm-hmm. our debt and the largest uh, you know, program um, that contributes to our national debt. Um, he's the one defending Him and Huckabee are really the two out there defending it. Um, Carson has said it would be his plan would just be an option, so you could still have traditional Medicare or you could go with this new plan. Um, but he's been getting hammered over that now. Uh, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can handle it. Uh, you know, not because he's not a smart guy. He is. Uh, but, what, you know, when you're in the middle of the national media assault, when normally you're a guy who does brain surgery and uh, everyone loves you because you're awesome and you save their child from brain trauma, it's going to be an interesting way, it's thing. I think, you know, the fact that he's come along kind of slowly in this process might wind up helping him. I mean, he kind of went, jumped in there with the Obamacare or the Obama uh, prayer breakfast and has been sort of a slow rising conservative figure ever since. And maybe that sort of slow rise will actually help. But now that he's number one, you know, everyone's focusing on him and it's going to, he's going to, you're going to find out if this guy can handle it or not in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. I mean, so far he's, his calm demeanor helps him a lot. a lot. He doesn't he doesn't get rattled, and so he doesn't look flustered, and he doesn't look like, oh my gosh, you really hurt me with that, because he's got the same you know calm demeanor all the way through. So, be interesting to see. A um, couple of points of good news, really good news from the election. Houston's controversial uh, equal rights ordinance, which would have allowed uh, uh, you know men and women to use the same bathroom, it failed by a lot which is awesome. That's the one that Lance Berkman, former Houston Astro, former St. Louis Cardinal superstar, uh, he, he went public, bless his heart, uh, and, and said, look, this, I don't want my daughter going into a restroom where some guy can come in, and I don't know if that guy is, you know, a legitimate transgender person. I don't know. Frankly, well, I don't. And, and so he got blasted for that. I mean, that's what was wrong with the, the whole thing, is that um, it wouldn't be a guy going in there. It would be someone identifying as a woman right. that day. So that day. So that's not a guy. Yeah. 
Right, okay. Okay, sure. Does he have a uh, man unit? <laughs> does this person have a man unit? It doesn't matter. Yes, it, no. it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it did to Lance Berkman. Oh, yeah, yeah and, and the mayor was for this. Oh, I mean, it, and they tried to sneak what this a in. I was, I was listening this morning how they tried to get this, how they finally got it on the ballot. Yeah. Because they, uh, they went to uh, Austin and uh, had some some paperwork that they snuck in to actually get it on the ballot now. Oh, really? And uh, and it still failed. People were like, oh, yeah, no. Failed miserably. Uh, no. Yeah, fortunately. And, you know, it's not like Houston proper is a conservative city. Houston proper is like every major city. Super Democrat. Yeah. Uh, you know, the suburbs <clears throat> are conservative. But right in Houston, uh, not so much. So that's amazing that they said no to that. It's, it's uh, fantastic <laughs> that they said no to that. Uh, the Iowa Hawk tweeted this last night, which I just love. What, what an amazing observation. Uh, one, college kids are having sex without official permission slips equals rape. Mm-hmm. Two, okay. high school girls can be compelled to shower with people with penises. <laughs> That doesn't seem like a good set of policies. No, no it doesn't. They don't seem to work no, too well together. It's a little oil water uh, there. And in the colleges where they've tried that, where they've said, hey, you know what, we're going to open up the bathrooms, and they're just they're, they're gender neutral. And so guys go in there, women go in there. If you identify as a woman, go ahead. Uh, they had to shut that down pronto because of all the crap that was going on yeah uh, look you know college after college is done you don't get both of those things right, right? you can't say that oh every guy that wants to go in the bathroom with women uh, yeah if they don't identify that way let them and at the same time uh, almost every incident that there's a kiss that uh six months later somebody mm-hmm. regrets it, you wind up bringing rape charges against the person yeah you don't get both of those things no I mean, they're both insane on their on their on their own merit. But like, if you're gonna go one way or the other, you need to pick it. Mm -hmm. You don't just you don't get both of those things. They're completely at odds with each other. I mean, high school girls are going to be in taking showers in the same place with people who have who claim to be female but aren't, as far as their uh, genitals go. That seems like a recipe for. maybe a problem or two yeah disaster disaster and and the other thing is the big uh, sanctuary city mayor in san francisco yeah lost yeah, yeah got their buttons kicked 61 32 almost yeah. a 30 point beating so even in san francisco yeah well that was a big wow. that was that one murder that you know Trump yeah. talked a lot about that, that showed um, people okay yeah. enough whoa, whoa whoa i don't think we want to do this enough yeah triple eight seven two seven back more patents too coming up in a second you know, no matter what challenges uh, you think our country could be facing, no matter what challenges you could be facing, now could it, you know, it could be you lose your job, it could be that uh, you get snowed in for three days or two weeks or whatever the case may be. It, it's tough to get uh, prepared for any eventuality, but my Patriot Supply... Our friends over there have made it a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, you know, you could if you're like Pat and you're a person who's actually thought about this their whole lives or you're like me who, you know, I mean, if I can preserve the previous night's takeout, I'll do it. It's kind of the <laughs> level of preparation I've lived with my entire life. Uh, you this know, is a little beyond this that. is a little beyond that. I mean, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. it's going to be one night out. Right. You go out to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a bar and grill. You have, uh, you know, a dinner, a drink or two or dessert. You wind up spending 50 bucks easy. Here's two weeks of food for $50. 
and it's good food that you'll actually like to eat if you have to use it, uh, you know, hey, that's pretty easy. Uh, it's a pretty easy, easy path to get so into the world of preparation. 888 893 7953. 888 893 7953. They even ship it for free. Oh, wow, really? Well, yeah. Well, yes. Wow. Cause I was going to say, the shipping, sometimes it costs $50,000. Yeah, not in this case. Not in this no. case. So they've, they've waived that $50,000. Waived the entire $50,000. What about handling? Fee. Well, no handling. handling. <laughs> Handling's included as well. Wow, that's amazing. There is that? a limit of two per household. Oh, there's oh, the catch. There's the catch. catch. 888-893-7953. 888-893-7953. supply. 50 bucks, my Patriot Supply. ISIS is on the rise. Our southern border is in tatters. China's economy is collapsing, and members of law enforcement are being targeted for assassination. Do you see a trend here? Being prepared isn't just a good idea. It's an absolute necessity. Get your 72-hour emergency food supply for only $10 plus free shipping by calling My Patriot Supply at 800-823-2519. Stop procrastinating. 800-823-2519. My Patriot Supply. It's not just food. It's freedom. Well, Europe is uh, having a difficult time right now because they had this open border policy and they thought it was great and they're trying to be inclusive and they're trying to be diverse and come on, come one, come all. Ollie, ollie, all come free, and uh, they're having a little issue with that. Hungary has already proved that they can largely insulate themselves from ref- the refugee crisis by deploying uh, razor wire and threatening le- length- lengthy prison sentences for anyone who dares cross it. Uh, they had to do this because they were getting refugees at the rate of 10,000 a day or mm-hmm. you know, 40,000 a month or 400,000 in, in a short period now, of time. Now, is that too much? Uh, yes. Okay. That's too much. That's too much. That's a little too much. At least Hungary deemed it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was well, that because they're, of their hatred? The, no, it was because they didn't want their own people going hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what they did? They thought about, how is this going to be for our country? And, I mean, is that hateful? Yes. But they did it anyway. Actually... It's, it's the most not hateful thing you can do, because <laughs> right. if Hungary goes away, then there's no place of refuge. If the United States goes away, there's no place for people to come, right? So if you allow yourself to be overwhelmed and destroyed, that doesn't help anybody. doesn't help anybody. Hmm. That's an interesting perspective, Pat. Yeah, isn't it? I, I, think, I think that makes you a racist. <laughs> yeah, I think it Just does. So you does. I, I think you're probably right. Just so, so you are aware. Okay. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Uh, the U.N. Refugee Agency said Monday that a record 218,394 people crossed uh, the Mediterranean to reach European shores just in October. Just in October. About as many as the total from all of last year. As the numbers rise, officials in countries across Central and Southeastern Europe are eyeing one another nervously, fearing that a sudden closure of any border could unleash a domino effect. Uh, you know, of course, since uh, Hungary tried to shut down their border... Everybody, they're all trying to go somewhere else, and that's what they, you know, the other countries are pissed off about. Um, so the result can be chaos and violence, according to Croatian in- Interior Minister, uh, who has coordinated his country's response as more than 300,000 people. Can you imagine? Into Croatia, 300,000 people have crossed. That's amazing. 8,400 on Sunday. Eight. 
1,400 people on one day. Um, wow. You really think By the way, the can... population of Croatia, 4.2 million. You're talking about a 10% increase 10%. almost in, in, in a month. In a month. Who can handle that? I don't know if we could handle that. Well, uh, for us, it would be what? You know, you're talking 31 million people? Yeah. And just, just flowing in? I mean, uh, can you imagine? To put that in perspective, yeah. yeah. 31 million people uh, in a month? No, we couldn't handle that. Could not. I mean, that would strain every bit of your infrastructure. Look at what 11 million people over 30 years have done. Um, mm -hmm. to, to our economy and, and all the problems associated with that. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine getting 30 million people in one month? I, don't, I mean, I, you know, what do they do, though? I mean, you just, you just close the border and don't let anybody in, and, you know, I guess that's your answer, but it's a difficult one. Yeah, the, the Croatian uh, minister says, you really think you can stop these people without shooting? You'd have to build a wall around Europe if you really wanted to stop these kinds of flows. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's advocating shooting Does people. <laughs> no, um, I don't think so. I, think, I don't think so. I, I think he's I, saying basically you have to take them. You got to take them. But no, you don't. You can, I mean, you can't. How can you take everybody coming from the Middle East? How can you do it? I, especially with the danger of jihadists. I, I, and these numbers, too. Man. I mean, I, you know. Uh, you so, know there's jihadists in there. There's so a lot. Walk me through, Pat. The uh, what happens to get these people there? Like uh, they're in an ISIS region, their mm -hmm. town gets taken over, they walk all the way to Croatia. I mean, well, is that what's what we're talking about? I, here? I think yeah. some of them board boats. I think some of them go around. I think some of them board boats and, and cross the Mediterranean. And then um, just arriving at ports. Yeah, I mean, you think arriving at a port, you could say, look, you can't get off the boat because that's a long walk. I mean, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, long walk. I assume it's not a walk, but I mean, is it there caravans, buses, trains, trains? I, yeah, they're, they're literally coming in whatever way they can and and various different ways. And is it all ISIS affected regions that these people are supposedly coming from? Uh, well, supposedly, but the thought and the suspicion is that a lot of these people are ISIS. Are ISIS. Yeah. And they're, and they're taking advantage of this flow. To just get their people in, too. I mean, how much does that help the caliphate? If you get, I don't know, 20,000 ISIS members into Germany or Croatia. If you get 50,000 into, uh, you know, Spain and Italy well, and man. wherever. And go back to, you know, Glenn talking about the caliphate years ago when mm -hmm. he was called crazy. One of the craziest parts of that crazy philosophy is that they try to get into Europe. And they destabilize. And de destabilize Europe. Huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, gee, it kind of seems like they're destabilizing Europe now, doesn't it? Um, but, I mean, if there's a, an actual plan from these people to get in there and try to you know, really wreak havoc, it gets scary fast. And once mm -hmm. you have hundreds of thousands of people in, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can I mean, do. Germany's saying over a million by the end of the year, right? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, they've got small towns that they're saying are being rammed. This story I'm reading right now talks about a village of 102 people. They got a letter from the, the national government saying, you're going to have to take 1,000 asylum seekers. It's 10 times their population. Oh, my god! I mean, they're going to be, they're outnumbered completely. And they're all wound up about it. And then they got the letter of back saying, okay, se 750 is the top. Uh, it won't be 1,000. Oh, well, that's Don't nice. worry about that's it. Nice. Oh, all right. Don't worry that's about nice. it. That's nice. Just seven times their population. That's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs>
Can you imagine? Wow, unbelievable. It'd be, like, be like 2.1 billion people coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> that could be an issue. That might be an issue. I mean, Why? I, Why you, is that an issue? I don't know. There's I plenty of room. Yeah, that's true. There is plenty of room. You room know? would not be the problem. But you think of like <laughs> even a food supply. Yeah. Is that set up for seven times the population? Um, you know, if you take a Croatia and you uh, have a 10% increase in their population in one month, Mm -hmm. Are they even set up to feed those people? No. Are they set up for I don't know, man. For I, the electricity for that type of population gain that quickly? I, mean, I don't I, see how. How's yeah. it possible? Nobody foresaw this, um, and in, at least in Europe, <clears throat> and Europe has always been so uh, inclusive and diverse and worried about uh, not offending anybody, and now they're seeing where that is going to lead, and it's not to a good place. It's just not going to work out. Nope. It's great <clears throat> to try to allow people to come here who want to be here, who want to be Americans, or if, you know, you're talking about a European nation, who want to be Croats, people who are excited about being Hungarians. That's not the case with these people. They're not, they're, they're coming just to get away from whatever situation is happening in their, in their home country. And they don't care about your country. They're there to, you know, seek refuge. And some of them have ulterior motives. There's just no way around it. You can't say with millions of people <clears throat> flooding in from the Middle East, there's not any that aren't jihadis? Come on. Come on. Come on. Absurd. Come on now. Right? It's absolutely is, absurd. I was reading about this small city in Germany and it said that uh, actually the number was reduced uh, now to avoid straining the local sewage system <clears throat> because uh, they need to have new pumps installed. I can't, I can't, I can't keep up with that. Well, no. It's like, yeah. <laughs> The number was reduced to 750, uh, or is it being gonna, reduced again? The number was reduced to, we'll start you off at 500. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, five times your population, anybody that's can take that. Because <laughs> for us, that would only be one and a half billion. It's right. Unbelievable. And they're not, they can't say no. no. I mean, this is why you don't want a federal government that can do things like this, first yeah. of all. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, to force you to take, the, take people like this. But what are they going to do anyway? I mean, if a thousand people show up at their door, what are they going to do? <clears throat> uh, well, that's, that's just the, the point here. That's the point that that is the problem that every country is facing. Do I just say no to everybody? Do we just shut off our borders and say you're not coming in here? And how do you say no? And how do you say do no? You, do you say is the razor wire enough around. or do you put troops at the border and keep them out? I mean, you force them out. I don't I don't know what you do. If, if that's America, what would the what would we want to be done? We would want our borders secured. Yes. By whatever means necessary. If you have to put the Marines at the border, do it. I, I mean, would we want to help people? Yes. But you can't be overwhelmed and shut down in your effort to help somebody because then you can't help them anyway. So while it looks bad to, to protect yourself, it isn't. I mean, it can't be a bad thing. I, I don't. It's a tough one, though, because uh, especially in this environment, Everybody will call you a hater. Everybody will call you a xenophobe. Everybody will call you anti-Islam and all of that. You're going to have to stand up to that. And I, certainly Europe's not strong enough to do that. 888-727-BECK. More patents too coming up.
Okay, I'd like to do that, Pat. All Thank right. you for your Let's talk about proposal. It. Let's wrap. Okay. Let's wrap, man. We're going to wrap about the, the polls uh, that are coming out, and they're interesting. Um, are they? Yes. The two things I w- you're going to take, I think, from these are a rise of some candidates mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that Trump is still at some level holding on, which is kind of interesting. I mean, the guy has proved, I think he's proven more, uh, to have more staying power than we initially believed. I mean, I really thought he was going away fast, but he hasn't. I honestly didn't even believe he was going to run. No, he, I, he, I didn't he makes noise every single time, and every single but time he, he drops when out. when he shot to the top of the pole, I thought, okay, in two weeks this is over. But no. Well, here's what you get uh, from the latest poll. Uh, this is uh, now the the real clear politics average now for the first time since uh, since the date. Let's see. Sorry, I'm a little bit out of my screen here as I'm kind of poking through this live on the air. Uh, since he took over uh, as, as the lead, which is uh, July 20th, okay? Donald Trump took over J- July 20th in the Real Clear Politics average. Today is the first day he is no longer leading the Real oh, Clear wow. Politics average. Really? Yep. Ben Carson now leads 25.3 to 24.3. Um, but wow. the polling uh, is still very, very tight. Latest poll from Quinnipiac has Trump at 24, still actually leading in that poll. Ben Carson at 23. So those two guys still right up at the top as they've been mm-hmm. for two months. But listen to what's right after that. Marco Rubio at 14. Acceptable. Which I believe I is like the that, highest actually. I've seen him in any national poll. Yeah. And right behind him, Ted Cruz yes. at 13, which is the highest I've seen I'm him in any you, national poll. I like this slow, steady rise. It's because it's it's more real that way. If he shot to 30 all of a sudden, you know, that's not it's not real because it's just people's excitement about a really good debate. And then they start thinking, oh, OK, well, I don't like this. Or that. But the slow, steady rise, <clears throat> you know, I think Orleans said it best, Stu, mm-hmm. when they said mm-hmm. I, shot, I saw a shooting star go by. It blazed a path across the sky. But its beauty didn't last. Some things just happen all too fast. No, love, like elections, take time. Dude, I don't remember the like elections part of that. Well, that's inferred in the, uh, in the Oh, words. okay. That's inferred. inferred. Okay. Yes. Did not know yes. that. Uh, yeah, no, it's kind of a big deal. Election support is more accurate. Love, like election support, takes time. Mm. And that's people, what's inferred. He's got yes, that's what's inferred. Okay. But he's got this <clears throat> really nice, slow, steady build. He started at I don't know one or two percent probably in the beginning. Then he kind of settled around six for quite a while. Then he went to seven. Then it was eight. Then it was nine. Now at Quinnipiac's poll, he's at thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. And so he's had two consecutive polls in double digits now. That's great. Um, and by the way, Rubio is showing the same sort of growth. Yeah, he is. Um, another, uh, and that's acceptable to me. I'm okay with that. Yeah, if it comes down to Rub- mm. Rubio and Cruz, which by the way, Jonah Goldberg just wrote a column uh, for the uh, LA Times <clears throat> saying that's what he thinks is going to what's going to happen. Really, it's going to be Cruz Rubio at the end of this. Now, look, if it's Cruz Rubio. Okay. We're going to be on the air saying, you know, uh, what we think about the differences between those candidates. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, we've been on the Ted Cruz bandwagon for a, a while. But Marco Rubio, if he's the bad choice, if, if, what, if our horrible uh, tragedy settle is that, yeah, it's only Marco Rubio. Yeah. I mean, remember, this guy's the Tea Party hero from just five years ago. Yep. You know, this is not a, you know, this is not a hardcore liberal. Now, he's going to be more establishment. I think there would be times if he were president that we'd be frustrated with Marco Rubio. Um, and I don't know if that would be the case as much with Ted Cruz. Um, but that's okay. 
Uh, it's going to happen from time to time. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's mm -hmm. outward about the things that he uh, disagrees with us on. He's going to be coming on, I think, later this week on the radio show and in a couple weeks on TV. Um, so you'll get, I think, plenty of Marco Rubio here over the next few uh, weeks. And he's, you know, look, he's, he's a strong candidate. He's a good communicator. He does the identity politics thing well. Uh, he is a, he's pretty conservative. He's certainly much more conservative than any nominee since Reagan. I mean, Marco Rubio is to the right of every nominee since Reagan. Now, mm -hmm. you might say, okay, well, uh, he's not right enough, and I would, I would tend to agree um, on some issues. There's some issues that he's actually kind of um, traditionally conservative in which I am, I've become more libertarian conservative. Um, you know, for example, the NSA being the big one on that. Uh, but still, I mean, this guy is not, you know, if it comes down to Rubio and Cruz, we did, we did pretty well here. Really well. Now, look, I think Ben Carson is also there. He's pretty conservative. Donald Trump, I think, is the big problem. Uh, honestly, he's the only liberal left out of these, out of anyone who's contending, really, mm -hmm. um, at this point. I mean, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, but it's kind of a, it's it, if that's where it goes, it's going to be a positive. By the way, I should give you the um, Iowa latest Iowa poll, which shows some similar things. Um, latest Iowa poll has uh, Trump twenty-two, Carson twenty-one. Third place, Cruz, 14. Mm. Then Marco Rubio at 10. Um, next is interesting as well. Um, Bobby Jindal and Mike Huckabee at 6. That's so great. Jindal is in the middle of that race. Yeah. Then you got Bush, Fiorina at 5. Uh, Christie at 3. Paul Kasich, Santorum at 2. Uh, Santorum, if he's going to make a run, it's going to be in Iowa. And so far, has not seen uh, too much of that. But uh, you know, he's, I know he's still pushing pretty hard there. Uh, but that's kind of interesting. Uh, and again, the, Carson leads uh, the average poll there by three and a half points in Iowa. If this continues to happen, you wonder, like, if Trump stays at 20 percent, he'll stay in for a while. Uh, if Trump has a fall off and he starts becoming behind Rubio, Cruz and Carson, I don't think he'll last that long. I don't think because he allows him to stay. In. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, you know, at that point, I think he'll just, you know, find a reason to get out. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. That's, that's really a positive. Um, something that's not so much, nah, this isn't too bad. Most Americans uh, believe climate change is happening, but they say they're just not worried about it, <laughs> which I love. I love that. As much as this administration and supposedly the consensus of scientists worldwide try to convince them that, oh, my gosh, it's happening, it's faster than ever, and it's catastrophic, hmm. they're just not buying it. Because they see all the world around them tells them it's not catastrophic. Uh, AP NORC poll taken in mid-October shows about two out of three Americans accept global warming. And the vast majority of those say human activities are at least part of the cause. But fewer than one in four Americans are extremely or very worried about it. About one out of three Americans are moderately worried. And the highest percentage polled... 38% so they're not too worried or not at all worried about it. Uh, despite the preaching by uh, Pope Francis, only 36% of Americans see global warming as a moral issue. Only a quarter of those asked uh, see it as a fairness issue. It's a fairness issue. Uh, lukewarm feeling and lack of worry has been consistent in the polling over the years, even as temperatures have risen, according to uh, the people who did this poll. The issue hasn't been hasn't quite boiled up enough so that people have, have put it on the top of the list they want things they want to focus on. 
Well, yeah, of course not, because they know the climate changes. They know that, yeah, and certainly a rise of 0.9 degrees from 1974 to 1997. It's just not something to get worked up about. Yeah, and, and that's not, that was, the whole rise was not in that time period. We're going back 100 years. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's um, an even longer yeah. period of time. Yeah, I mean, and then when it hasn't risen at all since then, how can you get all fired up about it? I don't it's, know. You know, it's hard to. And, and, you know, look, the American people don't. They don't They don't get fired up about this because it's not only it's mm-hmm. an issue um, where uh, you have to believe that, you know, we're the ones hurting the climate, which, you know, I mean, I think, you know, some scientists do say that we have an impact on that. Even some skeptical scientists will say, hey, uh, there's a possibility of some impact. But the, it, it, this is why these polls suck is because they say, well, look, most Americans accept global warming is happening. Well, yeah. And they'll leave it at that. And they'll leave it at that. Well, that's a very low hurdle. Like, that is, you know, we we played the clip with Dr. Roy Spencer on CNN, I think, with Piers Morgan. Yeah. And he said 97%, one of the guests said 97% of people agree. And the guy who has been identified as uh, Rush Limbaugh's private climatologist um, is a guy who comes on and says, well, the way you ask that question, even I would be in that group. And you're calling me a climate denier. Like, they intentionally make that hurdle very low to get people in the group to say the percentages are high. But when you ask them, the Al Gore types, for their opinion, they're super high up on the alarmist scale. Um, so they're, they're saying things that no one in this poll is agreeing with. In fact, you, most polls don't even put their opinion as an option because they're so catastrophic, 20-foot sea level rises and such, mm-hmm. that it, it really is... Um, uh, pathetic. We actually were doing a wonderful World of Stew monologue on this this weekend on Al Gore and his 20-foot sea level rise and him predicting the floods uh, in New York, as he said he has. And we have the clips from him proving him a liar. His own words proving him a liar. Again! How many times have we done this? And, you know, it's important because you, you can't just let it hang out there. You can get obsessed with this stuff and sit here and say, well, I could, you know, we could do shows every week about Al Gore being a liar. Why bother? But you need to have uh, some sort of record that shows this guy is obviously not a trustworthy individual. And then if you want to go down the road with him on 9,000 other things he's saying, well, then you're the idiot. It's not him. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault. If you catch him lying 10 times and you continue to listen to him, well, it's your fault. Where point. and when would I see such a program? Good golly, I'd like to see that a lot. Really? I'd really like to see that. Oh, well, that's so nice of you. Uh, how would I be able to, uh, Friday, to view that? Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, only on the Blaze. Okay, but I do have to wait till Friday. You do have to wait till Friday. At 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. Only. On, on the Blaze. On the Blaze. All right. Only. More patents, too, coming up. Because other networks really didn't, weren't interested. <laughs> um, hard to pull no, I wouldn't. I don't. I don't no, blame them at all. But uh, that's, it's only on the blaze. We try to make it sound like it's exclusive, but really, just the other networks didn't want it. <laughs> did you shop it to CBS? I did. Um, maybe they'd be interested. They, well, I mean, if they're interested, call me because I'll pull it off this crappy network in a second. <laughs> It's Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. This actually isn't a Buffalo Drive-In. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. I don't know why we have the sign up because yeah, well, it actually not is not Buffalo Drive-In. It's not even Buffalo. No, and it's not a drive-in. There's no food yeah. here. I, I mean, much to our chagrin, believe me, if this was Buffalo driv- Drive-In, <laughs> uh, we'd be a lot happier well, and a lot fatter. You're saying drive-in or drive-through? 
But drive through would have the food. Drive in would have the movies, right? Yeah, but you That's get food. Right right uh, let me see. Yes. The Buffalo Drive. It's a drive-in movie theater sign. It's up. a drive-in movie theater. Yeah, it is. Okay. And we don't have that either. We don't, we don't have, that have that either. But you still get but food at a drive-in. Drive-ins have the snack yes, bar. Yes, they do. Good point, Jeffy. They have the snack bar. Shockingly, the thing you focused on. Mm -hmm. Were the snacks. I'm just saying that. I mean, when I was a kid, that's the thing I focused on at the drive-in. First thing you want to do is go to the snack bar, right? get the oh, snacks, man. bring them back to the car. Mm. Did you ever go to drive-ins, or was that gone by the time uh, you? They were largely gone. Although yeah. uh, there are there are a couple of um, uh, you know retro-ish uh, drive-in theaters that I've seen before. Like, mm. I've, but I've never. I don't think I've actually ever never watched been to a one movie. There. Really, I, that's I, sad. Isn't that sad? It's kind of a cool My idea. My grandpa used to sad. take me. No. When I was a real little baby. Shut up. They had some left. You grandpa. Yeah, I remember the big, they had the big heavy speakers you'd hang on the window and you'd have to yep. crank it in your car. It's well, because now yep. they do it with, with the, the horrible sound, right? Like you, 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 yeah, you tune to, to a yeah. certain like frequency. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the something that's not on the band. Yeah, <laughs> like 1099, the you frog. Mean most people frog. don't want that giant heavy metal speaker hanging yeah, out from their window because uh, it broke a lot of windows. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> surely, and and a lot of cars would take off forgetting to put the speaker yeah. back on its little stand, and then it would tear it all up. It was a fun place. Can we go back to climate change here for a second? We can because they they constantly accuse us of being holocaust deniers because you know it's worse than holocaust denial when you're a climate denier um well, and what you're talking about when you're talking about climate denial is saying that in the future um uh the things that we're doing will come up with catastrophic things like 20-foot sea level rises <clears throat> and if you don't say that we perfectly understand the incredibly complicated system that is our climate you are a holocaust denier okay um and I'm amazed that those same people will say things like this. This is uh, the uh, press secretary, uh, Josh Ernest. He said the Affordable Care Act is, quote, working better thus far than anybody predicted. Now, that is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Let's let's put it's obviously ridiculous, you know, but it is actually worse than Holocaust denial. Now, it's the 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 the. the uh, the, the stakes aren't as big, I, I grant you, obviously. But at least the Holocaust happened a long time ago, and none of us were there for it. I mean, it, right? We're all here for the Obamacare thing. We're all seeing it currently right now. There's no excuse at all for Holocaust denial by any means. At least it's something in, in history, though. You know, this is something that's currently happening right now. People are struggling right now. The percentages of increases are going on right now. The, the, uh, their own estimates, are they're missing right now. All of it's happening in the present time, and they're still denying it. I mean, that is, it's way beyond climate denial. It's beyond Holocaust denial. It is absolute. The sky is not blue lying. And the fact that they get away with it is absolutely incredible i mean it's it's two plus two equals five it really is that bad yeah it's it's inconceivable i mean i know we use that word because of the princess bride but it is uh, i can't think of another word that describes it mm. it's inconceivable you can't i mean if you would have told me this stuff would go on 
seven years ago, I, I would not have believed it. Right. I like, would not have believed it. Look, we're obviously, we don't like Obamacare. We think it's a really bad policy. But if you were to come out and say, look, you know, is it, all their is statements it, are provably false. Right. If you were to come out and say, uh, look, it's not perfect. We know we're struggling. We're trying to get don't. some of this stuff fixed. Yeah, but, they you don't. know, look, some people have been able to get coverage that didn't have it before. And there have been some positives. We need to work through this. And we wish Republicans would help us iron these wrinkles out. Instead. Like that is, it's still, to me, delusional. But at yeah. least it's somewhat yeah. of a common sense. At least, at least you're in the realm of reality. To say it's better than you guys predicted is literally insane. Yeah. It's yeah. worse than any uh, Iranian president has come up with on the Holocaust. Americans, as we talked about on uh, radio this morning, Americans are becoming a little less religious. And that's especially true among the youth. Um, judging, and they're basing that on church attendance, prayer, and belief in God. The trend is, is definitely downward. Now, obviously not as downward as it is in most countries, especially European, but uh, the share of people who say they believe in God is still really high. I think it's the highest in the world, by far, especially among industrialized nations. But it slipped down to 89%. So it was at 92% in 2007, now it's 89 So it's gone down 3 So 11% of people either don't believe in God, so they're flat-out atheists, or they're agnostic. They just don't know what to believe, necessarily. It's like the people in a poll who say, hey... Uh, are they lying about Obamacare? And 99% of people, or 98% of people say yes. Uh, 1% says no. And then you got that percentage of people who said, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I've been in a coma for six years. What do I know? I mean, my eyes are open, and I'm eating, and I'm walking, and I'm going to work, but I don't really pay attention to anything, so I don't know. Um, the proportion of Americans who say they're, they are absolutely certain God exists fell even more to 63%. Uh, and that was, that was down from 71%, so that's gone down 8 percentage points in uh, 8 years. Um, where would you say you fall in that? In, in, in that uh, would you fall into the category of absolutely certain there's a God, Jeffy? Seriously. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. certain. I mean, but I, 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 mean, <clears throat> I, I, I personally am absolutely certain. Look, there's, you know, do I go to church every week? No. No. We all know that. Yeah. Do you go well, to church any week? No. No. No, I mean, the answer to that. the threshold, I mean, barely no. like driving by them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would assume, honestly, if you cross the threshold of a church, you'd just explode. Burst into flames. Flame you'd burst into flames. Right? You'd spontaneously combust. Are we right about that? I, 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 I mean, I, I say I, I believe, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, but you're in? absolutely certain Doesn't there is a God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stu? Uh, I, you know, I, I guess this kind of comes down to whether you're abs- what your definition of absolutely certain is. I, is there any doubt in your mind? Um, is there any 
doubt in my mind. I mean, I would say to that no, but I think ab tough. absolutely certain yeah, to me still is something different. Like, I, I can't, you know, to me, absolutely certain is something that I can prove, and I, I cannot mm -hmm. prove it. So to me, I'm not absolutely certain. I don't like that wording, but I don't have a doubt. You don't. You don't <laughs> like that wording. I don't. Hmm. I, I, huh. Like, I don't sit around hmm. thinking, like, wow. you know what, maybe, huh. you know, like, I think, I, I, I think it's healthy to consider those questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you should at some point in your life examine that and make sure you actually really do believe it. Um, but I always say that I, I believe in it. I believe in God. I have faith in God. I, don't, I cannot prove God. I don't think that I would use the wording absolutely well, certain. Well, no one can. Right. No one can and so, prove. Uh, so that's why I, I, I don't think I would... I mean, I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I don't think you have to prove it to somebody else to be absolutely certain in your own life. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I guess that's just the way you don't have to go along with that wording. If yeah, you're phrasing. To. It's just a matter of America. how you take that phrasing. Yeah. You, you could be a heathen if you want. You can be the only heathen on this show if you want. Wow. That's fine. That's fine. Wait, are you yeah. trying to say I'm a bigger heathen than Jeffy? <laughs> yes, at this point, because he's absolutely certain, even though he never goes to church. You go to church, yeah. you're not absolutely certain. That pretty much <laughs> equals heathen. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Heathen. I don't think that's a fair accounting. Of <laughs> Let me ask you again, Stu. Are you absolutely certain? I mean, as I said, I don't yeah. think that that's the wording I would use. I... <laughs> All right. The percentage of Americans who pray every day, attend religious services uh, regularly, and consider religion important in their lives. Those are down, too, by small numbers. The trend is most pronounced among young adults, with only half of those born from 90 to 96. So we're talking... 19 to 25. Absolutely certain. So uh, only half are absolutely certain of their belief in God, compared with 71% of the silent generation. Uh, the survey found religious divides among the political parties, too. What a stunning surprise mm. this is going to be. Which political party would you assume, to, obviously, the Democrats, right? Because they're so, so concerned about everybody's welfare. They mm -hmm. want equality for all people. They want niceness going on everywhere they go. They just, they want everybody to believe as they do. Uh, those who are not religiously affiliated are more likely to be Democrats, 28% compared to 14% of Republicans. It's double among Democrats. So I, will, I will say double. that the number that only 28% of Democrats um, are not religiously affiliated it makes you wonder how any of them can be in that party. Yeah, it does. I, I, yeah, it does. I, I don't understand it, honestly. I mean, uh, like, it, this is a party that has such a disdain outwardly for religion um, that continually berates people who uh, mm -hmm. have a belief system like that, uh, really any. It's really true. Um, it's amazing that any, I, I don't, I, like, I, I, I'm amazed that anyone can deal with that at this point. But they're so outwardly aggressive against religious people that, you know, you're really, I don't know what, I don't know how you get there. You go back to the Democratic Convention, where they screamed no to including God in their platform three times, mm. which is an interesting number. It is an interesting times. number. Do you think there's any significance? And there? the guy, and the guy who, the guy who was um, uh, moderating at the time kept trying to get them to understand. Hey, don't. Hey, do this don't publicly. do this. I'm going to give you another chance. Uh, to try it again. I, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. And they'd scream no again until he finally gave up and just said, "Okay, the yes has it." <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> It's incredible. It's a type of lie that Josh Ernest did with uh, with Obamacare's yeah. working better than anyone expected. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's it's that bad. You just you just straight out denial, and that's what works for them. Yeah, it, it's a it's a wonderful. They're good tactic, at it. I guess if you if you good have no 
soul, uh, it works pretty well. Yeah. Jeff? <laughs> would, you, would you agree with that uh, as someone who has no soul? soul? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All so. right. Meanwhile, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak uh, has a vision for cars in just 20 years. No human drivers will be allowed. We've been saying this for a long time. I really believe uh, this. And he's the visionary, and he's uh, got a lot more credibility than we do. But uh, this is, I don't know if 20 years seems quick, but it does seem like that's going to happen. It will happen. I mean, there's no way they can allow. If self-driving cars happen, and everybody believes they're, well, they've already happened. But yeah. if they become compl- the, the rule as opposed to the exception, you're not going to be able to have human-controlled cars. Correct. I don't yeah. see why that's true, and honestly. Well, but I, I think it's true. I think, I think you're right. Is. They're going to make yeah. that case. They and they're are. going to say, look, we had all these accidents. Now we don't. We need to stop this. Right. I think that's going to happen, and they're yep. gonna, it's going to be a convincing argument. And you know what? Our kids, who are not going to be used to ever driving a car, are going to wind up letting it happen. Yeah. Because they're going to say, why would we want that? We're already seeing videos. Post, I watched a video like a week or so ago about a guy <laughs> that had his dash cam on and saw his uh, automated car miss getting into an accident if he'd have been driving it would have been crash really so it's like they're already out there saying cars are better yeah i mean uh, a friend of mine uh has a uh, relative who has a tesla and they were he was driving uh with this person who had the had the tesla and they drove with they have a auto drive feature yeah, on the tesla th- and that's what this video was about it was well. okay yeah. it was a tesla as well um uh 20 24 straight miles without doing anything Jeez, man. 24 miles. I guess to, for liability's sake at this point, you have to tap the wheel to like, hey, I'm still here type of thing. And the Tesla is so advanced that um, it crowdsources everyone who has a Tesla and, is, uh, and drives on roads. So, again, like this, I think, creeps out a lot of people who don't, you know, who are, don't want to be like, don't like the spying stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. But think about what it's doing. Is like when he comes up to a sharp turn, the Tesla will say, take control immediately. It will be like, hey, wait a minute, this is too sharp. I'm, you know, I I don't feel comfortable with this turn, essentially. So you do that a couple times. After the first few times you do it, it realizes that that turn is coming and says, this one's too sharp. This is that sharp one. I need to slow down a lot more to make this turn. And after you do it a few times, it will start making the turn. It learns that it can make slow down and make that turn. <laughs> really? In fact, it not only learns from your car, it learns from other Teslas. So other Teslas wow. that have to slow down and make that turn, if you have never been on that road before, but a 1,000 Teslas have gone through and made the turn the same way, it will know it's coming and slow down and make the turn. How cool is that? I mean, Could it's, Tesla be the Autobots that take over the world? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the point I was going for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, you got that's to it. You got to it faster. Yeah. But, I mean, they're going to yeah. transform into robots and start, right. and start killing the Decepticons. They're going to be Decepticons. The Decepticons, not the Autobots. Right. The Autobots yeah. will be We'll have to come to up with us. a good car that fights the Decepticon uh, Teslas. And uh, there'll be quite a battle. And so... There you go. That's our future. <laughs> but luckily, you know, because we won't have to do anything, everything will be automated. We'll just be home while they're fighting, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it is amazing. I mean, I, that sort of technology. Oh, man, is that is so cool. Incredible. That is cool. Uh, and great. I mean, you know, in many ways, it does open you up to real problems. So, I mean, if you get to a point where everything is automated and goes through GPS and you can't drive, you can't go to a place without programming in the car. 
like imagine how bad car chase scenes will become in yeah. movies. But I mean, like if you needed to go somewhere, just, they're just both going at the same speed, following closely behind each other <laughs> for long periods of time. Well, and the government will be able to shut it off. Yes, and, yeah. and I mean, stop any yeah. chase from happening. Yeah, but I mean, no, they're not all... going to do that. Let's be honest. They're not, they're, that will never happen. But yeah, you'll be able to oh, just they already do that. Cars oh, they already they do that. I mean, OnStar. Yeah, I mean, OnStar already has it. But again, it's a private. Yeah, uh, thing and, and yeah. they have to call. But the the but, authorities can go yeah. to OnStar yeah. and say, "Hey, we need you. This car's been yeah. stolen. We need you to shut it down." Yeah. And it'll be and drive, You'll be driving fifty miles an hour on the highway. Yeah. Your car will cool. slow down and, pull and stop. Uh, that's it. They won't pull up for you with OnStar. Right. But you. But it will stop. In Teslas the lane. will. Yeah. Teslas probably will. Teslas will get out of the way. They'll pull over to the shoulder and they'll stop. And you, you might be locked in your car too. You might not be able to get say, out. I was going to yeah. say, though, yeah, they won't let you out. <laughs> now, obviously, like there's a lot of upside for something like that. Real criminals, yeah. murderers. Yeah. I mean, OJ doesn't have his chase scene. That right. whole thing is eliminated. That's right. Um, and obviously, Jeffy would be incarcerated right. by now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Many times. Oh, over. long time. I mean, long time. Well, ago. first of all, um, I don't want to give them any ideas, but mm -hmm. let's hope that they lock you into the car before it comes to a complete stop. Because I'm out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am out. I don't <laughs> know. Things start slowing you down. On I'm gone. foot is a threat. No, it's not. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. I didn't say anything about running. I just said out. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good point. Uh, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it really is, that future. And, and what happens so often is, you know, these, you know, you don't learn history. You don't realize what the freedom is. So you don't know that you've lost it. I mean, I, I, like you look at people who grew up, who are in their, I don't know, let's say early 20s. Right, early twenties. Mm -hmm. You've never dealt with uh, a world that didn't have internet and pretty mm -hmm. reliable internet. I mean, you know, in the you know mid nineties, you're talking dial up, right? So mm -hmm. by late nineties, you're still on dial up, but it's a little bit better. By the time you're a, a kid, say ten years old, you've got probably at least access to cable internet. Probably, you know, you're starting to get internet on your phones uh, a few years after that. Uh, you know, the kids that are my kids have. Don't know a world without it. They don't know a world it's without 2007, it. It's 2007, 2003, right? Something like that. Whenever the heck they were born. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't remember their birthdays. You but they, you know, somewhere back in the 2000s. You can't but be they bothered don't, with no, those kinds of details. They, come what on. was the window? I 2003 home, or 2007? Or four year window? Somewhere in there. They were born these last two. <laughs> these last two? These last two. two. <laughs> I get, when I come home, they tell me, hey, it's my birthday. Good. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> the, I, I, <laughs> you don't need to remember that kind of stuff. But they don't know a world without it. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. You're and right. there are two. Th so really, 2003 uh, was Max. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that sounds about right. I, like, it does, it's, it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that would put him at 12. Is he 12? Yeah, he's, I think he's 13 now or something. I don't okay. remember. All right then. You know, Good. Okay. But the point being, uh, as I'm trying to to say here, is I mean, th that's even late. I mean, 2003. I mean, what the iPhone came out in what 2000. Five? Yeah. So, I yep. mean, that's even later. I mean, uh, right. you're talking kids that are basically at voting age now. Mm -hmm. Right. Have n never really considered a world without the Internet to do pretty much everything for them. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, that, and you say, well, so what? I mean, that's great. They have innovations. Like, I never considered a world without electricity or, you know, uh, radio or any of the you know, television, any of those things. It's true, but, you know, this is a, like, you've lost that ability to be able to to kind of separate yourself from the world. And it becomes, the, those, the ways to do that becomes smaller and smaller and smaller until eventually you're in a Unabomber shack. And that's the mm -hmm. only way that you can get away from people. And even he was found.
So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's really a... It took a while. A, it, it took a while. Yeah. And it was, you know, he was using the mail. And that's how he was found. Mm -hmm. It's still an amazing story. But, I mean, if you think about how uh, that has changed, our kids, you know, your kids, for example, they're going to remember dad driving. Oh, yeah. And they will probably will get their licenses, probably. Max is yeah, probably, probably, Max is, yeah. if he's already yeah, 13, 13, 12 or 13, 13 yeah, you know, he's going to get his license. But, I mean... Uh, the kids that are being born today probably don't even get there. Mm -hmm. And there's a chance that people, you're going to see kids that grow up and are, you know, kids, you know, my, my kids, for example, uh, four and two, are going to get to the point where they're adults and not believe that anyone, at least that wasn't a professional driver, was allowed to drive. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. like right now we would say, like, you've you got to be a professional pilot, a licensed pilot to be able to drive. Not a professional, but you need to have a high level of licensing. It's not like every 16-year-old walks in and gets a pilot's license. You need to be able to do a lot of things and prove that you can do this properly. That's how I think our kids are going to see it, and they're going to be like, why the hell would I want to drive? You've got Uber. You've got automated cars. Why would I want to be involved in that? It just kills the time I'm in the car. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. No doubt about uh, productive time. That's it is. Yeah, and it's it time is. they could be texting somebody. Yep. Yes. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stuart coming up. So you would get out of the car and just stand there? What's your what's your plan? You're not going to run. What are you going to do with the out time? Ditch. Ditch what? You're all you lay in a ditch? Lay in the ditch. Okay. You do that every Friday night anyway. But a ditch you lay in one full. It's ditch. no longer a ditch. So... <laughs> Seven two seven back to Pat and Stu. That's nice. Uh, thank you. According to the Guardian, it's a golden era of NFL quarterbacks, and I would say that's true because you've got your, uh, you know, you have your uh, Peyton Manning, you have your Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, Tony Romo. But uh, enjoy this one because the next generation sucks, according to this Guardian article. Anyway. Panthers-Colts matchup uh, was billed as a clash between two of the top young quarterbacks uh, in football, Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, but a uh, pretty disappointing matchup. League is in a similar place now as it was in the late 90s. The older generation is near the end of their run, and then there's a new generation coming up. Can you think of a new generation quarterback who is uh, a potential Hall of Famer? Yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck is definitely a potential. Do you think so? Player. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, Andrew Luck. Remember, this guy's been spectacular for, th for three of his four years, and he was yeah. bad this year. And, and still, even his bad, he's just thrown too many interceptions, and the team hasn't been that good. But a lot of that's been the defense, too. I mean, you know, they, were th they had the third best offense in the league last year. I can't think of Beyond Andrew Luck, I mean, Cam Newton's not a Hall of Famer. No, I don't, I don't um, think so. Uh, you RG3 know, RG3 fizzled, right? Yeah, RG3 certainly big gone. time fizzled. Uh, um, you know, maybe uh, what's his face, uh, Russell Wilson? Oh yeah. Yeah, but again, like he's not put, he's not spectacular. He's not by spectacular. Any means. Um, 
you know who I really like right now, and, and whether this will pan out to Hall of Fame level is certainly highly questionable, but Derek Carr with, the, with Oakland is a big-time quarterback. He's pretty good. I, I honestly think he's going to turn into one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But you look at <clears throat> the guys who are coming up and replacing some of the ones that have been hurt, like uh, Whedon, Brandon Whedon, oh, not nothing. good. No. Blaine uh, Gabbert getting a start out in uh, San Francisco. I, that's how bad things, things are in San oh, Francisco. Kaepernick looks, Kaepernick looks awful. And the only thing I like... Blaine out. Uh, I got nothing against Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, but except for the fact that Harry Reid praised him on the Senate floor. So yeah. ever since then, I've not liked him. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, Ryan Mallett is a total wash, yep. it looks like. Yep. Uh, you know, Tannehill looks okay. I mean, uh, in looks Miami, okay, but he doesn't look like a spectacular quarterback. Brian Hoyer. Certainly Sam you know, Bradford, not spectacular. Bradford, not, I mean, <laughs> it's really not. Mariota looked pretty good when he's been healthy. Um, but again, I don't know if he's a superstar. I don't know. You know, it's a, uh, you know, uh, James Wilson James certainly Winston, isn't. Yeah, uh, down in Tampa. Uh, he, although he's played better lately. He has. You know, I, those guys are so young, you can't really put them in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Luck is a big-time quarterback. Yes, he, uh, he, he is. He's, he's struggling at the moment, but, I mean, this guy is. He came, out, he, yeah, he came out of Stanford big time. He was ready to go. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, mm -hmm. the, guy, the guy was, uh, you know, uh, what did he throw for? 4,600 yards last year. I mean, this is not a guy who's, you know, had a bad career. Yeah. But outside of him, I mean, there is a, there's a drop-off there. And all those guys are, I mean, I don't know. Brady could play till he's 50. I mean, he's saying <laughs> he, he wants to play 10 more years. I don't know. I doubt him. Jeez. I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't doubt five. Is he 38? 38, I think, yeah. Yeah. 10 more years? He wants to play That's what till he says. 10 48? more years. That's what he says. I mean, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, are you, do, do you doubt it? He's that good. He's the best quarter. I mean, he's, he's going to be the MVP of the league unless something drastic changes. Until they played my Packers, I thought <clears throat> this might be the last year for Peyton Manning, and then he turned out to be the cure for Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if this will be his last year or not. He's not had a good year until the Packer game. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, they're playing a different system, and you know, their defense is very yeah. strong. So yeah. I don't know. It's a, that's an interesting question, though. I guess those guys are starting to go away. Someone always steps up, though. You always, you always, you're never going to have a league with all bad right. quarterbacks. And plus, you know, unless something happens, uh, uh, speaking of Tom Brady, you're right. But one play... You know, as yeah. you get mm -hmm. older, one play, mm -hmm. that healing process does not happen fast. No. It and, goes uh, away uh, fast. It goes away fast. Yeah, you yeah. see that with pitchers in baseball all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it, it can go fast when, you're, when you get to those, uh, that advanced age. It, well, not, hey, not advanced for you, okay, obviously. You're, you, yeah. you're, over I mean, there. you're in your, you know, mid-hundreds. I remember uh, in my 30s, man. That was pff, 70 years ago, nothing. Things just rolled right off. Maybe. Now? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Of course, those days don't come back. No, no they do not. No, they do not. So, uh, from the Globe and uh, Mail, David Bannister article, uh, he says, when my wife hired a house cleaner, I thought I was off the hook. Uh, said, one, one night at dinner, my wife asked, what would you think of bringing someone in once a week to help clean up? Uh, I died and gone to heaven. Right. He says, my mess was no longer my mess. If socks declared squatters rights on the floor for a week what should i care my shoes left uh could take a week-long vacation from right no problem they likely needed a break from each other anyway and my <laughs> war against dust bunnies would not be my war anymore the dirty rascals had a new adversary a professional one clean clean out clean sweep all clean clean was a beautiful word or so i thought the night before our first appointment, just as if the fork hitting my plate signaled my, an opportunity for clarity, my wife announced 
that we would have to straighten up the house for the next oh, day. That's oh, insane. Oh, but it's so it's so true. true. I know it's agonizing. So true. Agonizing. Is this straighten up the house so for when the, the house cleaner gets yes. there? We don't want the house messy for the clean house. I, I, look, you know, oh, gosh, I, one of the first things I did when I had any money in my life at all was to uh, attempt to hire people to do the things I hated most. Uh, things like mowing lawns, shoveling snow. Um, those things I've eliminated uh, from my existence. Uh, and uh, really, it's the only reason I show up here every day, so I don't have to mow the lawn. That's mm -hmm. basically the reason. Mm -hmm. Not a bad um, reason. So we did bring in uh, somebody to help uh, clean the house uh, fairly, eh, fairly, last few years. Um, and uh, you, you have someone come in, they come in once a week, mm -hmm. um, and they do a great job. Until I realized that this actually does happen. Like, make sure, hey, make sure you straighten up around the, the, uh, the bathrooms. Because I'll take the bathroom sink, for example. I have the little thing that has all the stuff that you use. Yeah. And toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, all that stuff. And I take it, and when, I, when I'm done with it, I just set it down somewhere. So by the end of the week, it's just a mess of sort of like, you know, the deodorants in the middle and the, you know, the, 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 you know, the tooth, toothpaste is over here. And, like, it's not organized anymore. And I noticed that after the cleaning people would come, it would be organized. And I was like, that's, that's kind of nice. cool. Like, they're actually taking the time to, to do mm -hmm. that. No, 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 no. My wife is doing it before they come. So they don't see it that way. It's important, <laughs> apparently, that the people who are, were paying to come into the house and clean don't see that I'm disorganized around my own that's madness. bathroom sink. It's true, though. I mean, it's, is that, a, is that a, re a requisite for the cleaners, or is that just women no, thinking, women. I, think I don't want them to think I'm a, uh, yes. a mess? I think it's that one. Yes. I mean, that's crazy. Right. If you're hiring somebody to clean up the house, let them clean the freaking house! Oh, yeah, I actually want to just start dumping maple syrup in the middle of right. the floor to make sure they're doing yes, something. Yes, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> That's what you should be doing. <laughs> See if they clean this up. Yeah. I mean, that's that is crazy. Yeah, that's nice. That is. That's I have stupid. heard of that before. And then you have the the. Uh, and I've tried to make that happen. What make what happen? The cleaning person. Cleaning people. Well, you'd have to earn money first uh, to be able to pay people. That's going to be a step you know, one. I, yeah, that's where I was going with it is that I've tried to make that happen, and apparently uh -huh. they want to be paid. Yeah, so weird. they want to be paid. They do. Alfred, look, all you do is come in. I'll give you a drink. Right. Do a little tidying up. You can have a sandwich. Dust it. Make yourself a sandwich. Trade it out. Right. And get get the hell and out. Get out after you no. clean. Now no. you no. many times have said you don't need a maid. That's why you have a wife. I know, that, and that's absolutely why I got a wife. That's mm -hmm. why I was going down that road. Is that? They want to get paid, so I ended up having to get married. It's very disappointing. <laughs> you think of how disappointing it is for her. Triple eight seven two seven back. There is more patents too. That's inevitable. More elitist maid talk coming up. Stuart, we told you about some ballot initiatives that were great and, uh, and some that went down in flames earlier today, like the, uh, the Houston ordinance where men and women can share bathrooms down in flames. Ohio pot. Ohio pot, did that, that did, go away? It failed miserably. It failed. Yeah, it wow, good. Time. I think okay, it was 
I mean, there's a 6231. That's which nice. is a, that's a big time defeat. They yeah. had, they had some weird um, pieces of that, which like the people who paid for the ballot initiative had worked into the ballot initiative that they would be the only, only people who could it. grow pot. Yeah, so, the, I mean, so, they were knocking down big pot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, whether they're going to try it again, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, without that in there. Because there's a couple big through. companies in Colorado already that were ready to move into Ohio right now. Yeah, and they're bringing they're huge tons of already. cash in. Uh, yeah. that, 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 there was a story the other day that the Colorado thing um, has brought in so much tax money that they had something in the um, Colorado budget that returned some of the money to the taxpayers. They want to make sure they get rid of that because that, there's too much money coming in, and they're going to have to return money to the taxpayers. They don't want that to happen. Can't have that. So they're trying to get, not rid of, get rid of the pot thing or lower the taxes on the Can't pot. Can't have that. Instead, they just wow. want to uh, change the returning of the pot money. Well, listen, we don't want to take it away, Stu. We just want to find it's difficult for us to... Mm. To figure out who gets what, uh, and you know why mm. have that hassle when, uh. when the money's being spent for you to begin with. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we thought we'd take a look at uh, some of the strangest uh, ballot initiatives in American history, like this one. And and yes, I would call this strange. Uh, should we prohibit toxic waste in our drinking water? Mm, no. I want that. Absolutely not. I want toxic waste in our drinking water because I might turn into Spider-Man. Right. I mean, you get, I mean look, you might not, but you take the chance. Superhero. You take the chance. Yeah, I mean, I, right? you want super powers, <laughs> you're going to have to take the chance to drink some toxic water. This was from Park City Daily News in October uh, 23rd, 1986. Was it, approved. It was approved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. probably overwhelmingly. Yeah. Um, next one, mm-hmm. should a police officer get to walk his beat with a ventriloquist dummy? Um, and the answer, of course, uh, to that one, yes. <laughs> they said what? yes, he can. Yeah, that's good. And that was from 1993, right? Yeah, not too long ago. Should we give a million dollars to one random voter? <laughs> uh, the New York Times in uh, 2006 reported that was defeated. Yeah, and, and the, the interesting thing about that one is it's not a goofy proposal. It's, the, the, the voting lottery is something that has been around for a while. It's, it's, a, it's a way to uh, encourage people to vote. Economists believe that if they do something like that, a contest, every voter that shows up and actually votes gets put into a drawing and a million dollars goes to one of them. But it's like, to me, and, mm. and this has been a long-time thing for me, and I don't know if it's the, the thing you're supposed to say, certainly as a politician, but if you don't want to vote, you shouldn't vote. Mm-hmm. If you don't mm-hmm. care enough to think about these things at all, don't if go. If you're only voting for the chance at a million dollars, I would have defeated I this one too. Right, I don't yeah. want you to go. I mean, yeah. I understand you would increase the odd, you would increase the sh- the turnout, but that's not worth with, it. Turnout with who? With people who want to win a million dollars? Like no. that's not a. You want, vote is not just hey, everyone should vote whether they know anything about it or not. You sh- you should have the right to vote, mm-hmm. but we shouldn't be making people vote. Uh, if they haven't thought about these things, if they if they're not interested, then don't go. Right. Um, you know, it, 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 like the idea would be, um, if you want to give a million dollars to someone who can answer uh, difficult questions about the Constitution, so you'll have people who are actually going out and trying to learn about uh, our laws and our history and the basis for our country. I mean. Okay, that's what you want people to be encouraged to do. Not to just go out and vote without any knowledge. To, to get the knowledge, sure, you want to encourage people. Um, but that's a, it's, a, it's a weird one, um, and I, I, would, I would vote with you too, Pat. I don't, I, there's no reason for that. Like, they always talk about, well, what if we give everybody the day off? Now, look, I, I, that's a little bit more sensible. But it's like, again, if you won't take the step to show up a half an hour before work uh, to go vote, you know, 
I mean, I, you should want to. It should be important enough for you yeah. to do that. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, should we take over the Grand Canyon? Depends on who we yeah. is. I, was it an alien vote? Here. What was the uh, vote? Was, I, it, was that the state have, of Arizona trying to take over the... Or did, maybe. Yeah. Do they already have control or is that a federal? It's federal, right? Um, that was defeated. If it it was, did, they decided not to take over the Grand Canyon. If it was Arizona, I would have voted <laughs> yes for that, right? Yeah, I, mean, I would it, too. Screw the federal uh, yes. government and the, you know, if yes. they own that. Um, should Denver set up a commission to track aliens? Uh, we don't know if that one was defeated or not. Doesn't say. Doesn't say on this particular list. Uh, mm. However, uh, rejected. Uh, I would. Uh, I would vote on that one. Yeah, it was rejected. Was it? Was it? Rejected. Yeah. Um, should we ban sitting on the sidewalk? <laughs> um, they defeated it, so they did not ban it. Should we just? Start Although I, that one, I, was, I wonder if that's a homeless thing, because uh, you're trying to stop yeah. people from okay, sitting yeah. down. Okay. Right. And right. Homeless. That's uh, probably what that is. Probably what that was. Should we just start our own state? Now, several states have tried this, including uh, North Colorado. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this was that election, but it was defeated. Um, and I think, so I th- I'll bet you this was North Colorado's uh, effort. Yeah, because it seems 2013 seems Yeah, like they wanted to down. break away from Denver because th- they yes. were sick and tired of the liberals dominating everything they did in northern Colorado. They're like, okay, let's start our own state. And but it was defeated. Well, that's what that guy's trying to do in Utah now, right? Well, he's trying to start his own country. Oh, his country. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's that's going. To, yeah. Um, uh, should we stop selling the Europeans our horse meat? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and that the was actually was approved, yes. uh, which is a bizarre one to me. I don't yeah, know why is. you'd care. To be perfectly should honest. we build a new house for the pregnant elephant? Uh, and the answer was no. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> what? Yeah. So oh, a, a pregnant elephant doesn't get a new house. No. What kind of country had is this? To, had to, had well, to stay I mean, old. Well, to be honest, okay, <clears throat> they reject, it was $52 million. I mean, that's a pretty damn nice house for a pregnant elephant. Oh, I disagree. It was that. a $52 million that's house? That's what it says. It says a voter reject <laughs> a $52 oh, million dollar tax levy. Of course they said no to that. Come Who's going to build an elephant house for $52 Come on. million? Uh, you're, wow. You, you're, Jeffy can hear you. <laughs> It's oh, right sorry. there. Sorry. Well, I mean, Jeffy knows we're not spending 52 cents on him, let alone 52 million. <laughs> oh, you were. That was me calling you an elephant, Jeffy, just in case you were. I got it. Yeah, no, that's funny. In case you were wondering. Um, and should we exist? Uh, that one was approved. They should exist. A town uh, effectively abolished itself and then was absorbed into a county, uh, apparently. So there you go. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, it's an interesting uh, decision. Mm-hmm. I think I. Mm-hmm. I, think I I agree with most of the ways that people voted. Yeah, but me not too. all. But me not too. All. Uh, then there's this social media star, this uh, I guess hot chick who has a lot of followers. I think like five hundred thousand on Facebook, two hundred thousand on something else, and she's got hundreds of thousands of YouTube followers, two hundred fifty thousand. And then she just decided she's got this empire, uh, and she decided nah, I'm going to stop. And here she is explaining herself. Uh, I guess on YouTube. I let numbers define me at 12, and that stopped me becoming the person that I, sh- I am and that I should be. At 12, mm-hmm. I loved writing. I loved art. I loved anything creative. I loved anything beautiful and real about the world. There are so many things I could have done with my time that I could have just enjoyed. I'm getting really emotional because I feel like at 12, I thought I was nothing. And then here, at nearly 19, with all of these followers, I don't even know what is real, what is not, because I've let myself be defined by something that is so not real. Being with people in your real life, hugging people, talking to people, going out into the park, into nature, 
That is real life. And I didn't do it for the majority of my life because I was just living in a screen, wishing that people would value me, that people would hear me, that people would just know me. And that's all that I thought I should do, and it's not real. Mm, it's interesting. I, mm -hmm. First of all, obviously, she's doing it on social media, which is a lot of people have pointed out. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. I guess... Um, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it is. It, you know, here's some of her photos that she took. And she, I, I guess her point is she only felt good when she was doing this and, and then getting good feedback from people. I'd like to thank her for that. And I, yeah. I think that she could go to other parks... Uh -huh. Like she wants to do and take up more pictures. What's you, wrong with that? You could do both. I mean, you could. You don't have to be obsessed with no, it. No, you do not. You know, we all have social media things. Yeah. No, you do not. Uh, and we're, uh, I'm certainly not obsessed with it. I, I am not obsessed with Facebook. I am not uh, absorbed in it. I, In fact, it's a chore. It is a chore. It's a, it's a freaking chore to I, me. I, 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 look, it's that, yet another thing I have to do every day. That I don't I know, want to. You know, it's it's funny. We we talked to um, you know some consultants at some point um, uh, here with the business, and they were like, you know, growing your social media presence. And they were talking to us about it, and they're like, <clears throat> the one main thing you have to do is you have to really love it. You have to be involved in it every day and really like desire to be. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, crap, no. I am in trouble because yeah. I, I don't just, want to. I mean, I'd rather interact like with my part, family. It's I, part of this business, I'd do and I get else. it. And like, I, I like. Yeah, you know, I have to do it. I can't say I guess, that I never get any enjoyment from it. Like, I like when we, you know, there's a lot of, you know, I love our listeners. Yeah, you know, and, right. And it's it's yes. it's really cool when you get to, you know, uh, connect with them, and they give you feedback on things, and they they give you, you know, <clears throat> great opinions, and they, you know. But after writing but, monologues, after yeah, doing show prep, after doing all the things that we have to do, I want to turn and, it off. Yeah, you just want to stop, and but you can't. And, and it's uh, like, okay, I got to, oh, jeez, I got to put something I mean, that doesn't Facebook. stop you from commenting on my tweets. <clears throat> uh, Stu, just uh, you know, it seems that you have time for that. I don't, what do you, I don't even know what you're... <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm can you, saying. Can you cite any specific examples? Well, I, mean, I, I just remember a few days ago I commented on being right back. Uh, the, the phrase being right back yes. uh, is a different amount of time for my wife than it is mm -hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I was just pointing that out on Twitter, and you happen to seem to have time to comment on that. I, uh, I don't even remember. That. What was your comment on being right back? I may have said, uh, I'm, I'm uh, surprised she comes back at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's just fact, though. <laughs> I mean, that's... You sure made time for it, though, didn't you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I mean. Like, some of it is fun, and it's fun to jump on there, mm -hmm. but people can get obsessed by it. I think her point, too, was... Um, like, if, can, can we go back to the picture of her in the, the white dress yeah. uh, for a minute? Look at the caption under this. She's explaining that, you know, here she goes. She shows, like, look at this glamorous life I have. Well, in reality, um, the, she says, no, it's not real life. I didn't pay for the dress. I took countless photos trying to look hot for Instagram. The formal made me it look. Worked. Uh, it, look it worked. It worked. Yes, it did. Yeah, and it, she looks great. She found one that uh, made uh, her look hot. So. But she is saying that it's just a setup. She, and she's obviously getting sponsored. A lot of these people on Instagram get lots of cash. Uh, for Apparently, she's, she was living a pretty comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. She was making a lot of money doing yeah. this. I mean, what I would say is, look, because I think she's like actually deleting these accounts. It's like you realize what 500,000 followers, that's an yeah. asset, right? Yeah. Like as a business person, as someone who is, you know, like the, there's no reason you can't, you know, back off of it. 
and say, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to have a life and... And do the... Or, yeah, or, or just could. do it less often. Or, you could. Or stop being obsessed with it. And maybe she just felt, look, you know, maybe you can't do that. Like you say to an alcoholic, hey, just maybe. have a couple drinks a week. It's no big deal. Maybe you can't do that. I don't know. I, oh, I'm so far away from being addicted to social media. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, it's hard. Like, whatever I get... People will say all the time, hey, you haven't posted in a while. What I haven't posted in a while is because, generally speaking, it's because I get busy. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, you get to a certain amount of busy. Like, I... It, there's no, it's, it just falls in the, by the wayside. And it's like, well, you know, a lot of people are so into it that they somehow find time they don't, they to don't get let it done that anyway. Fall to the wayside. That never, like, something that's not me. Like, I, I got to sit down and say, like, every day I got to post something on Facebook. I got to do that. I have to think about it to me get too. it done. Me too. Um, you know, popping on Twitter and occasionally, like, bashing Jeffy, that's, that is <laughs> natural <laughs> for me. That happens. Well, bashing Je- Jeffy is. It's like second nature to you. It really is. It really is. It's like I mean, your best friend. I just wish it was a, it, it a more marketable like Ignoring skill. your best friend. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just wish it was like, That'd be good. if I could turn that, you know, like if there was a competition for mm-hmm. bashing Jeffy, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Pat and I would be We'd, right in the finals automatically <laughs> collecting first and second No prize. doubt about that. There's just no doubt yeah, about you've it. You've got another cohort yeah. that would be up there, too. Really? No, I, don't, I don't know who you're huh. talking about. Yeah, you know, the guy that runs this joint. Oh, huh. good. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven. Well, he, that's real. More he he hates you. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he has told yeah. us so many times. so hard to get it's rid not, of you. He's oh, keeps saying it's not fake. This isn't a game for me. No, it's not a game. It's not a game for me. I really feel this. I I hate him. <laughs> he says it all the time to us. Like I'm more like Glenn, calm down. We didn't even bring him up. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, one of the things that uh, used to be uh, almost a daily staple, wasn't it? Russian dash cams. I thought it was weekly. weekly. Yeah, it was it was a once weekly? a week. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the thing we noticed uh, is that everybody in Russia has a has a dash cam. Yeah. And everybody in Russia has a car accident. Yeah, that's true. Everybody. We haven't actually explained why they have dash cams in a while. And I thought this is kind of what hooked us on this initially. Yeah. Is that the driving's so bad and uh, there's so many scammers in Russia that people fake car accidents, mm-hmm. and so or actually fake the, getting hit by a car. Right. So the initial version of this, and we should—I don't know if there's more of these that we can find at some point, where people faking getting hit, like they would walk in front of a car and just jump on the hood and go ah, and then fake an accident. And because everyone knew that the scammers were doing this, they had it on camera, and of course, then they were. Uh, busted, um, and but now it's come to the point where we just are fascinated by how crappy dri- the drivers they are. It's it's a freaking amazing. They can't these people can't drive at all. But here's another look at how bad these uh, drivers are in Russia. And keep in mind, uh, no one was harmed in the making of Russian dash cam videos. Yes, that's always true. Always. A mm-hmm. uh, guy pulling up to a uh, stop sign. Oh, you no. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> the guy, the guy gets out and runs. Oh. oh. See, that's a slow down flying tire from the wow, truck in front of you. That was yeah. a good dodge, actually, by that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, a good Russian dash, dash cam driving experience. Uh, here's uh, driving up to an intersection. You know this. Uh, oh, what the, the hell? Wow, the street. Oh my god, a street explosion! Wow, what are the odds of that? Oh, happening? we might need to watch that one again afterwards. Uh, here is uh, oh no, he's going to try. It's not time to go yet, sir. It's never. 
Oh no, don't. What the hell was that? I mean, so stupid. That's one of the worst driving. I mean, what did you just pop it in reverse and gun it? And then he took off. And then they always take off. You're on camera, sir. My <laughs> <laughs> car just blows up for no apparent reason. <laughs> Quality Russian camera. <laughs> really weird. I mean, what is the matter with people? No one was hurt, by the way, in any uh, No one's hurt. At least we like oh, to believe that. Oh, oh my. Now, wait a minute. Wow. How did no one get hurt on that one? That's amazing. Oh, no. That's just a, that's just a bike going, taking a header. And a lot of times they... Oh. Whoa. Jeez, man. Fortunately, no one was hurt there. Whoa. Wow, that was close on that uh, guy getting out of his car. Oh, my and God, then, again, another, another street, explosion. street explosion. What is going on? Why, you talk about a crumbling infrastructure. Their streets oh are God. exploding. Wow. And then, is that like an IED? I mean, that would look like it was an IED. Uh, there's a, a big tree that almost clips that person. Uh, that was wow. pretty amazing. Those, those, that was one of the more amazing episodes, I think, of, uh, of Russian dash cams. Are you like me where you just think, oh, I wish Jeffy was in one of those cars? Are you yeah, like me? Yeah, you think that when you watch yeah, that? You yeah. just think, gosh, wouldn't it be great if mm-hmm. Russia, maybe you go over there and do a report, you know, like Dan and, and Jason went over to Iraq and right, covered right. Uh, the conflict. You what just if put you, a dash cam on a car in Russia and just drive through the country. Yeah, like don't do you think stop for any of the signals. Jeffy? Just kind of drive through the intersections. Jeffy? I'm sorry, what? Oh, okay. He wasn't listening. <laughs> Sadly. That Sadly, makes he wasn't it. listening. It I, takes away the fun. It does. It takes away it does. the fun. That's probably why he did it. Uh, here's 30 things you need to cook in November ah, from, uh, from nice. BuzzFeed. You're not going to get near to close. BuzzFeed does these. I like things. these, and I like a lot of them I like. Uh, should we just blow through them because yes. we're not going to get close roasted to 30? Roasted chicken with clementines. Maple roasted Brussels sprouts with quiche salad. Uh, slow I cooker pot roast with homemade gotta, gravy. you got to wait for them to change the picture. <laughs> I thought we were blowing through them. Well, I mean, as fast right. as they can go. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, okay, now they're just scrolling through them really fast. Okay. Um, here's the one I want to see. Can we get to number, uh, let's see, 17? Is that possible? Uh, spinach and ricotta grilled cheese. Ricotta. Oh, oh my. That I want really bad. That looks really freaking good. Except for the spinach, yes. I see. I, I, I would mind that, it. but still. I don't dig spinach. How about uh, 22? Cinnamon, sugar, apple, cider, donuts. Yes, that sounds really good. Um, like that, that looks like soup. I don't soup. think that's it. Right, that's soup. But uh... There it is. <laughs> I would not want donuts that taste like soup. That does not sound good at all to me. You don't like soup donuts? No. Huh. I mean, all right. we'll give try it. How about the last one, apple dessert pizza? You got time for that? With uh, caramel cream cheese oh, frosting. That. Boy, that sounds good. Oh, that looks oh, good. Yeah. Bring it Sold. to Sold. Me. Sold. All right. We will uh, see you again tomorrow, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, so Glenn was saying how much you hate you. Oh, my God. Unbelievable.